The Cowboys shut the Cyclones down completely on Wednesday in Ames, Iowa. Then ESPN released their way too early top 25 for the 2022 football season. And three Big 12 teams find themselves on that list. But what are the biggest questions on those teams heading into spring ball, heading into next season? Because they certainly have plenty of question marks. And I'm going to go on a bit of a rant about the underutilization of Jelani Woods when he was a cowboy, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast. Welcome back to the podcast if this is not your first time. This is your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Linda Godfrey. You can find all my work on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an obnoxious Oklahoma State fan. Ask anyone that knows me. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So the Oklahoma State Cowboys played the Cyclones, Iowa State Cyclones on Wednesday. It was their senior night. In Ames, Iowa, we were able to go down there and secure a win. They held Iowa State to 36 points. That's the least points Iowa State has scored since 1948. And the least ever inside their home stadium, the Hilton Coliseum, which was built in 1971. Again, very ironic because when we were playing, first of all, not it wasn't pretty basketball. I don't want to make any you know, like I'm not saying that we played the best game of basketball and kept them to 36 points. Our defense played uh, fantastic. The offense tried to hand them the game and we managed to come out with a win. So it wasn't a pretty game by any means. It was giving very much bedlam of last weekend, last Saturday. So, I mean, it was, it was not pretty. And in that game, I didn't think the Cowboys were going to get to 40 points. So it was nice to turn around and shut a team down to 36 points. Mike Boynton said this win might be one of the most satisfying for him as a head coach. And I know there's been bedlam wins and wins against incredibly high-ranked teams, but Mike Boynton has preached and preached defense as the Cowboys head coach. When he came in, that's what he said. He has talked to, I mean, we've all seen the clips of him talking about how he wants to be a defense first team. And his team just held a Big 12 basketball team to less than 40 points. So I can understand Oh, and by, like I said, on their senior night in their home stadium. So I can understand the satisfaction as a coach. I get it. I'm not sure I agree from a fan standpoint. I think as fans, we probably enjoy the bedlam wins a little bit more, the wins against really high-ranked opponents a bit more. But I can understand as a coach seeing your team go out and execute a defense that holds a Big 12 opponent to 36 points. I get the satisfaction of seeing that work pay off. So uh, no arguments there for me. I just think as as fans, we feel a little bit differently about it. 
Last time the Cowboys held a team to 36 or less points was in 1992 against Kansas State at home. This was the fewest points allowed in any game since the Big 12 was aligned and decided. And again, Mike Boynton has preached defense since the second he took over this head coaching job. He wanted to make Coach Iba and Coach Sutton proud with the defense that the Cowboys were putting on the court every night. So I can imagine that last night's feat did just that. It validated Mike Boynton a little bit for what he has been saying since the second he took over this job. And again, the game was not pretty. The offense had silly turnovers. We don't say the word stupid in my house, but good Lord almighty. There were, I think, 17 turnovers was the final number and just silly stuff. Just slow down for a second. It doesn't all have to look... uh, It doesn't all have to be on a highlight reel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like when you see a wide receiver go for a catch and they only put one arm out when they are fully capable of putting two out and then they don't catch the ball. I know you want to be on highlight reels. I know you want to make that pretty pass, that that lob for an alley-oop, whatever it is, but I want points on the board over flashiness and fun. And yes, a fun play every once in a while is fantastic, but... Just don't get too cute with it. And I think the Cowboys were getting too cute, and that's what caused some of those really, really silly turnovers. Ultimately, it didn't matter that they couldn't get it going all the way on offense because the defense just completely smothered the Cyclones. That win marks the seventh conference win this season. The Cowboys have won at least seven conference games in four of Boynton's five years. I talked about that a couple weeks ago, but this is the first time it's happened since I think 2005, I want to say, if I can remember off the top of my head correctly. That's progress. What Mike Boynton has had to deal with in the several years that he's been at Oklahoma State now, in in the five years he's been there, It's a lot for any coach. In 2017, when he took over, that's when the FBI investigation started. So he's dealing with all of that. You know, we finally get Cade Cunningham here. Then NCAA drops the news that we're going to be banned from the season. So we take him to court. Then they find out this season that they're going to uphold that ban. So there's been a ton for him to wade through and still come out successfully in Big 12 basketball. You have to recognize that progress you have to see it and I think we have to be grateful for it I know we want to be the big dog and big 12 basketball I get it we've been there before so I understand but they hired this young coach that none of us none of us had ever heard of before and he's waiting through an NCAA investigation and sanctions so if you're talking shit reel it back Musa Cisse continues his ascension he grabbed 12 rebounds to go with his eight points Cissé now has five double-digit rebound games in his last six games, so he's still playing fantastic under the basket. Whatever Keelan Boone did in early February to land him in Mike Boynton's doghouse has been forgiven, and Boone played 27 minutes on Wednesday. His defense was, um, I mean, the defense he played was fantastic. He was a clear help in keeping Iowa State under 40 points. Avery Anderson led the Cowboys with 12 points. I'm just... Like the defense that we just watched, and really the defense all season has been phenomenal. They have played extremely well on defense. Imagine, just imagine with me what this team would look like if they got it going on offense. Oh, I just, we need it to happen. And I think that it will, you know, I I do, I have hope that the offense will get shaped up, but uh, the defense is so good. And that's all that mattered on Wednesday. 
The Cowboys face Texas Tech on Saturday in Stillwater for senior night and the final game of the season. It's a bittersweet always for senior night. I talked about that a little bit yesterday. I'm a crier. It happened when I turned into a mom. I'm not, I didn't ask for this, but you know, senior night's already a little bittersweet, but this game will be, I think, even a little extra bitter and sweet. While it's nice that we can finally put this postseason ban bullshit behind us, such an abrupt end to basketball season feels icky on its own, you know, in a standalone way. It doesn't feel good, but I think if I can just keep reminding myself that we can finally put at least the postseason issue, and yes, we're going to have some scholarship issues and some recruiting issues because of the NCAA sanctions for a couple years, but but the postseason ban is definitely the most hindering to Oklahoma State right now. So getting that past us, getting over that hump, speed bump, whatever you want to call it, I am ready to do that. So hopefully the Cowboys can go out with a win. I'd love to see that same defense show up, but show up a little bit more on offense, and I think we can do it. You guys know how I feel about Big 12 basketball. Anybody can win any night. So I'm very excited for the game on Saturday, but I will definitely be sad once it's over. Next up, ESPN posted their way too early top 25 for the 2022 football season, and three Big 12 teams cracked the list. But first, March Madness is right around the corner, and that means you need to start thinking about how you're going to run your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our research, and we're running our brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They are both very fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of the madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us as a, at a shop for a cash prize, join at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off of your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Well, we've been on a way too early train the last couple weeks, so we'll stay on it. ESPN posted their way too early top 25 teams for the 2022 NFL season. And I gotta be honest, I feel a little validated after this list, and we'll get through it, but I do feel a little validation. At number 17, they have Oklahoma. ESPN seems to be the only site that recognizes the sheer amount of questions that the Sooners face heading into the 2022 season. Every Big 12 site is ready to crown new head coach Brent Venables King and the Sooners Big 12 champions. Sorry for my hesitation. It's just we have no idea what this team might look like. Just last season, Spencer Rattler was the Heisman favorite and the Sooners may as well have been stamped their passports for the college football playoffs. Now Spencer Rattler's gone. Freshman phenom quarterback who took over for Rattler and also threw his name in the Heisman Trophy hat 
Caleb Williams is gone. Lincoln Riley, gone. I'm just not ready to buy back in immediately that they're the top team in the Big 12. It was nice to find some confirmation bias on the internet, though I could argue that if you look long enough, you will find some confirmation confirmation bias out there. But I'll take it from ESPN. This works for me. This was enough for me. We were also told that the 2021 Oklahoma team had a stronger defense, and I have to vehemently disagree. I don't think we saw the defense take a step up for Oklahoma last season. Maybe slightly, but it wasn't a strong defense by any means. So the Sooners have several questions heading into spring ball in the 2022 season. Let's start with can transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel raise the tides with the assistance of head coach Brent Venables and offensive coordinator Jeff Levy? Maybe. Can the defense take a step up with a guy like Brent Venables at the helm? Maybe. They certainly have the talent. The Sooners sent more players to the NFL Combine this season than any other team in the Big 12. So why couldn't they get to the Big 12 championship? Was it all Lincoln Riley? The water is changing in Norman, and I am, for for one, am zoned in on it. I'm very excited to see. Sorry, I dropped my pin. If you heard that, I apologize. I'm very excited to see what happens there because it just feels like so many more questions than the Sooners have had in an offseason in a very long time. So I'm very curious to see what comes out of Norman when the 2022 football season kicks off. At number 16, so one spot higher than Oklahoma, is Baylor. Now, I'm probably more bullish on Baylor. Even after losing running backs Abram Smith and Tristan Ebner to the NFL draft, along with the two leading rushers, the Bears also lost speedster wide receiver Tyquan Thornton to the NFL draft. But they return their biggest weapon in offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. And I've already talked about that on here. I talked about it just in last night's episode. Jeff Grimes is a huge piece of the reason that that team was as good as they were last year. I think he is such an important part of that offense. What he was able to do, especially when starting quarterback Gary Bohannon was sidelined, cannot be understated. On top of that, although their running back room is fairly young and inexperienced, think Cowboys running back room in terms of like everybody left and there's one dude that's ran the ball like 16 times in college. That's kind of what they're looking at. They return four starters to a strong offensive line. That's about the best scenario you can be in. Returning your starting quarterback with a youthful running back room, having an offensive coordinator who can work with what he's got, and a banging offensive line that anyone can succeed behind. That's that's the perfect position you could be in in terms of like after losing your two leading rushers. Regardless, though, the question remains, who will be the leading rusher for the Bears in 2022? We know Gary Bohannon has the ability to escape the pocket. They can draw up run plays for him. So that will also be helpful to those young running backs. It'll just be interesting to see who's going to be leading the Bears backfield next season. And the final Big 12 team on the way to early top 25 list coming in at number nine, are your Oklahoma State Cowboys, and holy crap, some recognition for the Pokes and for Mike Gundy. I didn't even know how to feel about this, to be honest. Like, it feels like we're constantly begging for somebody to be paying attention to what we're doing in Stillwater, and then the season we lose some of our most important pieces, ESPN's like, 
that team, that orange team there in Stillwater. And you're like, oh, okay, well, let's mm, replacing Jim Knowles. It was never going to be easy, but the Cowboys brought in Derek Mason. And by all accounts, it should be a good move for that defense. It sounds like it's going really well and meshing well. His reputation is a good reputation, so I'm not worried about what he does with the defense, but it was still Jim Knowles that did a lot. A lot of what Jim Knowles did resulted in success for the Cowboys last season. Spencer Sanders has to find more consistency at the quarterback position. Stringing a few games together and then bungling a game or two isn't going to cut it with the youth in this offense and the holes that have to be filled on defense. I think that we can all agree that while the offense did enough, they were not the reason that the Cowboys ended up in the Big 12 championship for the first time last year. They were not the reason that the Cowboys finished with the record that they had. No, I think that could be directly credited to Jim Knowles' defense, including the biggest loss to the NFL this season, Malcolm Rodriguez, who had 129 tackles last season for the Pokes. Still, I have put my faith in the hiring of Derek Mason and the return of fan favorite Brock Martin. But the question will be, can Spencer Sanders find solid ground and string together a full season of good play? We have seen some of the passes that he's made or some of the, even entire games that he's played where you can see his ceiling, where you can see that he could be a very good quarterback. And then he has a game that just makes you go like, man, what? So if we could drop the man, what games and have only like foggy ceiling games, that would be fantastic. But he is going to have to find some consistency at quarterback with the youth of that offense and with the holes that have been left on that defense because he is not going to have that safety net like he did in 2022. Three future Big 12 teams also cracked the top 25, number 19, Cincinnati, number 18, BYU, and number 13, Houston. Just by the looks of this. And did you guys notice that I didn't say Texas once? <laughs> is that fun? Also kind of looks like the Cowboys might be eyeballing being the boss dog in the new Big 12. So... Very interesting early top 25. It'll be interesting. Uh, of course, I've uh, saved it and bookmarked it to see if it changes after rumors start flowing in the offseason like they always do in the spring ball, like they always do. Once quarterbacks start being named starters, you know there's competitions going not just in the Big 12, but all over the place. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how much that gets jumbled up in the following months Coming up, we have to talk about Jelani Woods. I'm sorry. I'm sure you guys are over it, but we got to talk about it. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land, and you know they're going to. They always do. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Today they got out the Heisman favorites, and it brings me no joy to tell you that Spencer Rattler, Gabriel, uh, Dylan Gabriel, and Caleb Williams are all on that list. I said it's too many Sooners. I don't like it. BetOnline's got everything, though. They've got basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds. They've got it all. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online where the game starts.
It brings me no pleasure to pick this bone with Mike Gundy, who definitely listens to the show for sure. What's up, Mike Gundy? Can we please talk about the underutilization of Jelani Woods? The 6'7", 250-plus pound specimen of an athletic freak that we had in Stillwater and never used properly? I don't know. Maybe my bone is not with Mike Gundy. Maybe that's not who I need to pick this bone with. But somebody tell me why we haven't used a tight end since Brandon Pettigrew in 2009. What are we doing? Why weren't we targeting him all the time in the red zone? I was so glad when he transferred because I have he has NFL-level talent, and he was not getting to show it off in Stillwater. And at the same time, I'm bummed because, like, how are we not using this dude? He's impossible to take down. He's a monster. He's a monster athletic freak of a tight end. And I don't, I don't understand the reluctancy to not, not use tight ends in, in your game plan. What's, what's happening? Talk to me. Talk to me, coach. Somebody tell me why we're not using the six, seven athletic freak every play all the time. Just put him out there. Just, you know, you're just putting him out there as a distraction. He could catch the ball. I'm sorry. I get heated about this. Jelani Woods had his combine uh, drills today. Uh, He did fantastic. 24 reps at 225 on the bench press. Most of any tight end there today. He ran a 4.6140. That's the fastest 40 by a tight end his height since 2003. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? He's a freak athlete. And we just... We just didn't use him. I had people message me today and go, hey, what gives? What's the difference between what happened at Oklahoma State and what happened at Virginia with Jelani Woods? And I'm going, you know, we just haven't used a tight end properly since 2009. I I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. I have never understood why we didn't use Woods while he was in Stillwater. I'm I'm glad that he is getting his now, but I did answer a lot of questions today that were like, what were what were the Cowboys thinking by not using him? And I'm I don't have an answer to that, and I want one. So if you have an answer, send me a message on Twitter. Let me know what I'm missing because I want I'm here for answers. I'm starting a petition. We're gonna figure it out. What happened? Anyway, fantastic job by Jelani Woods today at the combine. Fantastic season for him last season. He really improved his draft stock today. Tomorrow, we're going to check in on Jalen Warren. The running backs do their drills and have formal interviews tomorrow. Malcolm Rodriguez and Colby Harvell-Peel are getting started on their measurements and everything tomorrow. Or they may have done that today, but their drills are this weekend, so we may not get a chance to check back up on them until next week. But we will see how Jalen Warren is doing tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians and somebody let me know about the tight end thing. Or you can follow the show page at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go pokes.